You're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Aid, the Google Ads agency. We're anti-funnel, Ralph. I hate funnels with everything inside of me, and I'm joking. No, I don't think that funnels are dead. I just don't think that they're the ubiquitous truth that marketers have made them out to be. Like, it's weird because they almost feel like, oh, you can't drive traffic without a funnel. And in my opinion, you need an excuse to have a funnel. It's not the default. And some of this might stem from the fact that you and I just serve different customers is my anticipation. I I know I, I definitely fish in a smaller pond than you do, but we've got professional services, local services, e-commerce, SaaS, and those engagements, when somebody's shopping for that type of service, it takes time and it takes multiple touches and it takes multiple narratives and you want them to self-direct and a funnel doesn't allow for that. A funnel is a squeeze page per se, but I think funnels use squeeze pages as part of the scaffolding. I just don't think that our customers like to be squeezed when they're shopping for especially higher end services. So the way that I'd build the fork in the road is if you have something that's an impulse, something that can get a quick, easy opt-in, then a funnel starts to make sense. If you have something that's, I don't want to use the term high ticket, but longer sales cycle, maybe higher end product or service, I think you need a more robust web presence that someone can engage with on their terms at their point of where they are in sales funnel. You know what I mean? Like contextually, because there's your funnel that you've built, the technical deployment of pages. And then there's the sales funnel that we always talk about, awareness, consideration, interest, intent, et cetera, et cetera. So wherever they are in that phase, I think that we need to make sure that we have content that's accessible to them. And a funnel makes everything really myopic, my soft opinion. I'm going to pause here to get thrashed. No, I think it might be a difference in the types of companies that we serve, as well as the type of advertising. Now, could the argument be made that more intent-based marketing, more intent-based advertising doesn't necessarily need a funnel. All you need to do is have an offer and a price point to get the conversion through Google search through a lot of the advertising that you guys do, which isn't all search, obviously, but there is a difference as far as like where they're coming from. Most of our advertising that we run is non-intent based. We obviously, we do a fair amount of Google ads as well, but most of it really is interruption marketing. So from our perspective, we look at it one of two ways. Either we have an incredibly great asset that convinces them very handily before they even make do the click, which is a video format that we either have perfected through our agency or it's some other type of asset. But anyway, or the offer is so low priced, there isn't a whole lot of selling that really needs to go on. I'm just going to say for the sake of argument in the newsfeed, which is basically when you're running Facebook ads, let's just say that's where they're seeing you. So how much convincing do you actually need to do prior to them making that initial interaction. If you don't have a whole lot of convincing that you need to do, oftentimes you don't need a funnel. If it's a local business that is, it's intent based, I'm searching for a plumber because I've got a leaky faucet or my toilet just exploded. I'm not looking for an opt-in. I'm just looking for a phone number to call a guy to get out here as soon as possible before my living room floods. So do we need a funnel in a case like that? No, you probably do not. But your types of customers, a lot of the folks that you serve might be in those types of areas. So this whole funnel discussion is a bit irrelevant. I would say this, however, though, is that 
not in all cases in intent-based advertising, is it always looking for the sale immediately. There is value in having the email, collecting the email and the information and having a follow-up sequence because not everybody is actually going to do what you want them to do, even if they do click on one of your intent-based I totally agree. So one of the things that we do with clients is as somebody travels down a page, and I really love long-form landing pages, incidentally, as someone travels down the page, we travel up the sales funnel. So when you're at the top of my page, you have a bottom of the funnel offer. It's buy now, convert, schedule, whatever. And then as you travel down the page, the assumption is you haven't opted in. So whatever I was offering you isn't of interest. And then we start to move, let's say, middle of the funnel, which might be like a calculator or something that helps you begin to really look at our product or service from your perspective. And then if you get to the extreme bottom of the page, and sometimes this is just exit intent, then it's a top of the funnel offer, the webinar, PDF download, et cetera. A couple of nuances there. One, the pages that we drive traffic to, 99 times out of 100, they have navigation. And I think that's a really important distinction because when you have a page that lacks navigation, you're inhibiting somebody from traversing throughout your site and also intrinsically qualifying themselves from an interest-based perspective. If they're on one page, imagine watching that person browse. If they're on one page, you really can't tell what they're interested in. If I use like Hotjar, or True Conversion, or Lucky Orange, when we install that on somebody's page, we see that they land on the landing page, they start from the top, they scroll all the way down to the bottom, and then they go to the point that was of most interest to them. They're looking at the entire page. I can't really tell what they're interested in. If I have navigation, and now all of a sudden, for the majority of our clients, the second most traffic page they have is their About Us page because people want to see mission, vision, values. But you go to the About page or you go to the Pricing page or you go to a specific services page. And now each of those visits is a data point. And that's data that funnels don't have to give us. And it's data that we can optimize towards. They're qualifying themselves, especially if your site's built in such a way that lends itself to this type of journey. You're collecting information that you just wouldn't be able to capture instead of a funnel. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Awesome here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.